and pops is my dad frank Beccarello. thanks sweetie and thank you for tuning into episode 108 of spinning my dad's vinyl this was an interesting find in my dad's collection when i saw the word tango i think i immediately flashed back to one bond film or another thinking about the precise movements and the long stemmed rose and the woman's teeth so get ready to learn that if you can walk you can do this dance in volume 108 Tango King.
Jealousy, or Jalousy, is a tango written by Danish composer Jacob Gade in 1925. Its full title is Jealousy Gypsy Tango. I wasn't going to try the Danish version. It soon became popular around the world and is today a classic in the modern songbook. Okay, why this record for this episode? While I always enjoyed watching my parents dance on the ballroom floor, I do not believe I ever saw them do the forbidden dance. I also have no recollection whatsoever of this album being played around the house. But that doesn't mean they didn't do the dance, and that doesn't mean they didn't play this record. But I thought the music on the record was different and well done, and I learned a little more about the dance itself, which has an interesting history, and you will learn about it soon, too. So, now for the first of a few, written by Malando. Orlando Tango, written by our featured artist, Milando. Okay, let me tell you about my dad's vinyl I have chosen for this episode. Milando, King of the Tango. 
on the Philips label, number PHS 600-315. It's a vinyl LP album format released in the U.S. in 1969. Its genre is folk, world, and country. We will hear seven of the 12 songs on this album. Now, there are a lot of liner notes, so I will edit them. Molando, though the word sounds Spanish, is as Dutch as the tulips of Holland. No one knows, least of all himself, why Ari Masland Molando should have taken to Latin American music so completely and successfully. The Milando Orchestra was formed in 1939 and in the years following gained international fame for tangos and rumbas. Melindo and his orchestra have toured extensively throughout Europe and recorded over 200 dance albums. Regarded as the most outstanding tango composer in the world, Milando adds a special touch to every melody. Many of his tangos are slower than those of Latin America, and this seems to have a special appeal. His strength lies in his having made millions of people Latin American-minded by suiting that type of music to their own taste, admitting them to the exciting world of Latin rhythms which they might otherwise have never entered. Okay, let's see what prices this record is being sold at on Discogs.com. It's only ever been sold once on that website, February 18th, 2021, for only 99 cents. It wasn't given a very high rating on that site. eBay had low-priced copies but were sold out except for the one asking for $25. Amazon had two copies, one for 20 bucks, <laughs> the other for $149. I don't know what makes them that valuable. Uh, my, dad's val- uh, my dad's vinyl is in fair to really poor condition. While it seems pretty clean in most places, there is one song that has a pretty nasty skip. The cover will have to be called Poor because it is a cutout. That's one of those found in a record store bargain bin. One corner got a little crushed, probably coming in and out of those stacks. But the image of the woman with the long stem rose sticking out of her mouth is still pretty sharp. And we'll learn about that, Rose, in this episode's interesting side note. So I will value my dad's vinyl at 50 cents. And now, on to the dream. Thank you. 
Tango du Rive of the Dream, written by Edouard von Malderen and Jean Carwald. Okay, let's learn a little bit about our featured artist. Now, this is translated from German using Google Translate because I couldn't find an English website to tell me about him. So, let's see how this goes. Adi Masland was born May 26, 1908 in Rotterdam, Netherlands. He was a Dutch composer and musician of the genres Hafelbra music and dance music. Many of his works were published under the stage name Malando. Masland received piano lessons at the age of six. After finishing secondary school, he began studying architecture, but soon switched to music. Already as a student, he founded an orchestra. He later led the ensemble The Jumping Jacks, a sextet in which he played from 1933 to 1939 as an accordionist and percussionist. He also wrote compositions and arrangements for his sextet and noted that the audience was particularly enthusiastic about tango. He soon created his own style of tango. His opus 4 is a tango entitled Ole Guapa, which he spontaneously wrote for his wife while she was waiting to go shopping for the day. It became a catchy tune and a tango classic. In 1939, he founded, founded his own orchestra, which had its premiere on July 1st, 1939, in the dance cabaret of the hotel Sportsit. During the Second World War, he and two other orchestra members were able to get from a transport to the transit camp escape from Amersfoort. After the liberation, the orchestra was able to perform again, but in the early years, Maasland also performed with Jean Gorisen as the accordion duo Malgori. A contract with the Vara in 1946 increased the orchestra's reputation and the triumphal procession lasted from 1947 to 1960. During this time, there were countless tours through Europe, the Dutch East Indies, and in 1960 also through Japan. In 1968, Mosland undertook a journey through Argentina, the motherland of tango. On May 23, 1979, he finally said goodbye to the public with a Vara television show. His oeuvre comprises around 150 compositions. He wrote for orchestra, wind band, and other media. Mosland has won many awards, including the 1959 Oscar Mondale for Best Accordionist in Pavia, Italy, the Edison Award in 1964, and the Konamus Foundation's Golden Harp two years later. In 1973, he received an award from the Dutch royal family. He died November 22, 1980, in Bussum at the age of 72. Maslan's grandson, Danny Milando, is a well-known film composer and leader of a tango orchestra that prefers to play his grandfather's works. Next up, well, every kind of music has its blue period.
Blue Tango, written by Leroy Anderson. Now, I wanted to take an extra break in this episode to give you a little history about this dance. They say if you can walk, you can dance tango. The tango is a walking dance consisting mainly of walking, stopping, turning, and embellishing. It has influences from African and European culture. Dances from the Kendombe ceremonies of former African enslaved people helped shape the modern-day tango. The dance originated in lower-class districts of Buenos Aires and Montevideo. The music derived from the fusion of various forms of music from Europe. The words tango and tambo around the river plate basin were initially used to refer to musical gatherings of slaves, with written records of colonial authorities attempting to ban such gatherings as early as 1789. Initially, it was just one of the many dances, but it became popular throughout society as theaters and street barrel organs spread it from the suburbs to the working class slums, which were packed with hundreds of thousands of European immigrants. When the tango began to spread internationally around 1900, cultural norms were generally conservative. And so tango dancing was widely regarded as extremely sexual and inappropriate for public display. This led to a phenomenon of cultural shock because the combination of African, Native American, and European cultural influences in tango was new and unusual to most of the Western world. Towards the end of 1913, it hit New York City. Tango music was sometimes played, but at a rather fast tempo. Instructors of the period would sometimes refer to this as a North American tango versus the so-called Argentine tango. The tango was controversial because of its perceived sexual overtones, and by the end of 1913, the dance teachers who had introduced the dance to Paris were banished from the city. Then, during 1920 and 1921, the tango reached its final form when three conferences were held to bring the elite of Europe's dancing teachers to London to standardize tango steps and patterns in accordance with British views, <laughs> which is why it's also known as the Forbidden Dance.
Guapita, written by Melando. Time now for this episode's interesting side note, and it has to do with why the tango is connected with a rose in the mouth. Now, for the record, the antique Argentine tango was never danced with a flower. The first memorable appearance of a red rose in tango was in 1920, when Rudolph Valentino starred in a few movies and became famous for featuring it in his most recognized dances. 1924, Blood and Sand. He plays the role of a bullfighter. At some point, there is a dance scene during which the lady involved puts a rose in her mouth. Now, the dance is a flamenco, so the question is actually, how did it go to tango? In the 1959 movie Some Like It Hot, a Hollywood comedy, the two main characters, Jack Lemmon as Jerry and Tony Curtis as Josephine, dance an Argentinian tango. The scene shows a white rose first pinned on the dress of Josephine. Later, she has it between her teeth, and subsequently, Jerry takes it between his teeth. The tango later evolves more to a flamenco. But the tone is set. Tango dance and a flower between your teeth is forever linked with each other. Next up, a song made popular once by an Italian singer and then much later by an American rock and roll star.
poor gigolo. And most of us know it as Just a Gigolo, a popular song adapted by Irving Caesar into English in 1929 from the Austrian tango Schoner Gigolo Armor Gigolo, composed in 1928 in Vienna by Lionello Casucci, to lyrics written in 1924 by Julius Brammer. And of course, I've played the popular Louis Prima version on this show, and most of you are familiar with the 1985 version from David Lee Roth. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. I even enjoyed this episode more than I thought I would. Hey, I can't like everything my dad has in his collection, but I thought it was good enough to feature. Plus, when a type of music is this old and has this many influences, I always find it interesting, along with the societal problems once again blamed on the music. I can only imagine if my parents did do the tango. What my mom would have looked like with a rose in her mouth as she moved on the dance floor. Of course, roses were her favorite flowers. All right, let's finish with a song Melando wrote for his Japanese tour. Japanese Tango, written by Melando. And there you have selections from the most outstanding tango composer in the world. So thanks for tuning into Volume 108, Tango King, however you did. If you want more information about this show, head over to spinningmydadsvinyl.com. 
I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops for Volume 109, Harry's Deo. Until then, go with the flow, my friends. <laughs>